Hello again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and thanks for checking into Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. Now, Job Search Guide is your source for practical advice from experienced individuals who know what it takes to land that next great position. And if you've been in a job search mode for a while and you still haven't found success, that might mean it's time to change your perspective a bit. And our guest, Warren White, is an experienced human resources and career strategy professional, and he's on the line to discuss some ways to shift your focus on landing that new job. Warren, thanks for coming on the show today. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Well, of course, this is a topic that's been hot for a while, I think, at least the idea of finding a job. And of course, some people having more difficulty than others. When you look into an idea of this, of changing your perspective, trying something new, at what point do you think somebody should start to change how they do things? Well, and that's an interesting question, and it's kind of a difficult question to answer. You know, one of the things I kind of pointed out at the beginning of the piece um, that I wrote was job search has kind of an ebb and flow to it. Sure. There are periods where there's a great deal of activity, and there are periods where it seems like there are weeks where the phone doesn't ring. Mm-hmm. But I think anytime you go into it, you know, baseball is kind of a, a good analogy, I think. If you find yourself in a prolonged slump where you feel like, you know, it's been a long time since you really had any activity, mm-hmm. then it may be time to start thinking about, you know, different ways that you might approach some things and, and changing things up to do things a little bit differently. Sure. Well, if you're going to take a baseball approach to things, uh, we're going to be really fast friends because that's, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit obsessed with baseball for those that have listened to the show and, and know me. So fantastic. Yeah. I like where your head's at. So, okay. So obviously, as you mentioned, there are going to be times where, you know, things just aren't going your way and and you get to that Mm -hmm. point where you have to look elsewhere. Uh, I guess what would be maybe the first step you would suggest to somebody or or a tip that you would offer up to, hey, maybe this is a good place to start and and change that focus a little bit? Well, you know, I think one of the big things that that people do, and I just think it's kind of a natural tendency when they're looking for a job and basing this on my own experience as well as, you know, helping other clients work through this you sort of fall into the trap of looking for jobs that are posted and applying for jobs and, you know, just falling into that pattern. And at times there are things that you think are appropriate. And at times, you know, you may go a period where you're not finding the kinds of opportunities that you're really interested in. And I think that that's an important part of the process. I would never tell anybody that they shouldn't be doing that. But I also think you sort of have to run your job search on kind of parallel tracks. So while you're doing that, while you're applying for jobs online, another thing that you need to be doing is really thinking about, hey, in a perfect world, where would I want to work? Mm. What's the perfect organization, sure. you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, really kind of researching that organization and making it a target. So they may not have an opportunity that's open at the moment. Um, that's a great fit for you. But, you know, developing networking contacts, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe even to the point where you could develop someone that could give you an informational interview right? where you could just find out a little bit more about, you know, kind of what they do, where you might fit in in the long run, you know, the types of opportunities, those types of things. Sure. And then, you know, if an opportunity opens up, you've put yourself in a position um, where you might be able to capitalize on that because you've got a networking contact. You've got someone who could potentially refer you for that opportunity. And we all know that, you know, employee referrals are the most effective way of securing a new opportunity. So, you know, it's a long-term approach. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not, you know, I need a job in two weeks. That approach is definitely not going to pay off. But the average job search for professionals is taking about a year Wow. at this point anyway, you know, according to a lot of the statistics that you see. So mm-hmm. I think it's 
something you can certainly do, you know, at the onset of the search, understanding that it's a long-term approach while you're still doing some of the more short-term things. Right. No, that's, a, that's an excellent point. And uh, uh, as you mentioned, the, a lot of the studies and research show lately the, the length that people are out of work or at least, you know, trying to find another position uh, is getting longer. Sure. When we're looking at it from sort of that, uh, you know, instant gratification, if you will, but needing that job now, wanting that job now, one thing that you had mentioned in that piece was the idea of being an opportunist and sure. sort of taking it as it comes. And I guess what are a couple of the strategies you would point to for people who are looking to be opportunistic with any uh, possible positions that might open up? Well, one of the things I've suggested in the piece was that, you know, look for opportunities where you notice, you know, that a job has been open for an extended period of time. You, you've okay. seen the same position posted for, and it's been posted for, you know, 30 days or longer. And maybe it's not quite the right opportunity for you. Maybe it actually requires somebody that has more experience than you currently have. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's a piece of that job that you would feel really comfortable doing or tackling. Or, you know, maybe for some other reason, it's just not the right fit. But, you know, maybe it's an opportunity where if they would consider bringing someone in on an interim basis as, you know, almost a consultant, you know, you can approach them and say, you sort of develop a sales pitch that says, you know, this is my background. This is my experience. I noticed that, you know, you've you know, been searching for a candidate for this opportunity, you know, for what seems to be an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. How could I step in and help you? You know, here are the things that I bring to the table. You know, would you consider bringing me on in on a short term consulting basis right. to sort of help you get some of the day to day things done while you're continuing your search? And I think that's definitely approach. Again, it's a, it's a, you sort of have to have a high degree of uh, intestinal fortitude for that, because I think it's more likely that you'll not get a response than that you will. Sure, but sure. I think it's certainly a strategy that, that's worth an effort. And I certainly know personally people who have taken projects on a consulting basis and they just, once they got in the door, they just kind of proved themselves to be indispensable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it ended up look, working out for them in the long run. So, you know, I definitely think it's a strategy worth, worth some merit. And uh, you're right. I mean, I've heard more and more of that idea of sort of, uh, you know, going in and improving yourself, even if it's on a short term basis to get mm -hmm. your foot in the door, or even if it's making those contacts like you talked about. Sure. Now, you would suggest it, especially targeting ones that maybe have been open for 30 days or more. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular reason you think that would be more effective than, than newer positions that pop up? Well, you know, I think um, for positions that have been open for an extended period of time, usually that is some indicator that there's some challenge in the search. Okay. It could be any number of things. It may be this just that putting on my recruiter hat for a second, there are a number of things <laughs> that happen internal to organizations. Right. You know, you're just not aware of. Sometimes the hiring manager is on an extended vacation or they're working on a project and they're not really tuned into the search at the moment. Or that could be any number of reasons that a position could be open for an extended period of time. But, you know, there are also situations in which they just can't find the candidate with the experience that they're looking for. Mm. And so if you can identify one of those opportunities, and particularly if, it's, if there's a, a pretty dire need, that could be an opportunity where they might consider bringing someone in on a short-term basis. And once you have that in, it's almost an extended job interview. Right. You know, you prove yourself indispensable and sometimes it works out. Now, in a case like that, or, or maybe another situation where you uh, are changing that approach a little bit, do you suggest reaching out to 
an HR contact or a hiring professional within these specific companies? Because we hear a lot of, you know, well, they're not going to get back to you and you're just going to annoy them and they're they're just going to look at you as sort of a pest. I mean, how do you balance the idea of, as you said, not just throwing everything online and trying to find a job that way versus mm-hmm. making those connections, especially, you know, with this specific example of, hey, you guys have had this position open for a while. I can help you out. Uh, what's sort of the, the best tact from your experience uh, to avoid being seen as a pest? Well, you know, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, I think, you know, it really helps to sort of research the organization and try to figure out who might be the decision makers, who would be the right person to approach in this organization, you know, what what does the structure look like, that kind of thing. And then the second thing is if you can develop some sort of a contact. I mean, this is another, I think, really great use for a professional net networking platform like LinkedIn. Obviously, that's the that's the big one. There are some others as well. But if you've got you know, a common connection inside the organization, they might be able to sort of help you navigate to, you know, who would be the most appropriate person. Right. They also might be able to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes story as to, hey, you know, I noticed that sales opportunity, it's been open for 45 days. Are they not identifying the right candidates? Can you give me some insight as to what's going on? Okay. And that can help you, you know, the more information you have, that can really help you sort of develop your sort of sales pitch, your personal sales pitch, and, right. and, and also develop who's the person that I should target this to? Who's the who's the decision maker or you know who are the key people that are involved in the search? There's another area of the idea of having to change your perspective, your focus, your approach, and it, it might be the most difficult, I would think, in a lot of people's minds. And, that, and that's really the self-assessment and realizing that maybe the places you're reaching out to, the positions you're looking to fill you don't quite match up. How can individuals figure that out for themselves or what sort of strategies can they use to figure out, okay, I don't really fit in here. I should try this place or maybe my skills don't match or my degree. I mean, how can somebody really honestly in an unbiased way assess themselves so they're not wasting their time? You bring up a good point. This is really kind of the most difficult thing to do, you know, because it requires a lot of introspection. Um, and you, you really have to kind of give yourself an honest, unbiased assessment. And that's, that's hard for all of us to do, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think the, the reality is we all think we're a little bit better than we actually are. And, you know, we, we think our skill set is probably a little bit closer match than it typically is. There have been a couple of studies on this as well. Um, you know, job seekers tend to overvalue their skills a little bit. Okay. That's not to diminish anybody's personal accomplishments. But it's really, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're being realistic about the types of things that you're looking for. A good way to, you know, sort of try and gauge this is if there's a particular position that you're looking for, let's just for the sake of argument say that you work in finance and you really want to be a controller at an organization. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing to do is to look at a number of different job descriptions, okay, for that position, whatever that title position is. And, you know, this example, it's a controller. So look at the responsibilities, you know, look at the requirements, the educational requirements, the experience requirements, those types of things. Are there any particular degrees that you need or particular certifications that you need, mm-hmm. all of those types of things. And then really just, you know, kind of take a look at where you are at present in your career. and Try to assess those gaps, okay? Um, So if I'm going to be the controller, I probably need to be a CFA. Uh, Okay, do I have that designation? I don't, okay? 
So, you know, maybe that's something that I need to work towards. Right. How can I obtain those skills? Is there a certification or additional degrees? Those types of things. So sometimes it's a matter of, you know, just looking at where you'd like to be and giving an honest assessment of where you are. And if that's difficult, sometimes this is a good spot where job seekers can work with a career coach, mm-hmm. someone who is obviously unbiased, more neutral, and can, you know, sort of help you help guide you through that process and really assess, okay, this is kind of where you are. And, you know, maybe that controller is where you aspire to be. Sure. But maybe there is an interim step that you need to take in order to get there that will get you the experience, the certifications, the skills that you need in order to ultimately reach that goal. Now, when someone's in, you know, the job search mode, and maybe they're getting a little desperate, of course, it's coming from a, a different perspective than the employer. Would you, in your experience, say, you know, that's fine if you take a job knowing it's just a stepping stone or that it's it's only to satisfy your current needs and you're still going to be looking elsewhere. And the reason I ask is because I've heard so much of somebody takes a job where they're not really a fit, they're not really going to be happy, but they just need that work. And now it actually affects them from getting that long-term career that they're looking for. Just from your experience and, and people you've worked with, what do you think is, is the better approach? Do you leave that short-term job because you're unhappy or, or, or however that is working for you, but because it fills a certain need? Or do you go ahead and, and work through that and try to make it all fit together? Well, you know, I really think it depends upon your individual circumstances. Okay. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've always tried to counsel clients that are going through a job search is at the onset Usually the pressure in your, in a job search is financial pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have obligations, whether it's rent or mortgages or student loans or any of those numbers of things. And so that's usually what creates the stress in the search. Sure. Some people are in a position where, you know, maybe if they were laid off, they were offered a severance and, and you know, and that's giving, that's relieving a little bit of the short term financial pressure for them. And so they may have the ability to um, stay in the market a little bit longer. But I would usually encourage people at the onset of your search, really sort of try and plan your finances. Okay, so what are your financial obligations? Understand that, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, it's probably going to take you about a year to find a job. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you have what you need in order to be able to get through that year? And if in, you know, doing your budgeting, you discover you're going to come up short. Where is that pressure point? You know, is it at six months? Is it at nine months? Are you more fortunate? Is it at 18 months? Mm-hmm. Those types of things. So if you know that it's going to probably take you a year to find an opportunity, and you know that after about six months, that's going to become your pressure point, well, I think that that's a different consideration. Um, sure. So then you may consider taking a job that is maybe not your ideal fit, those kinds of things. I think one of the things that people have to understand with that too is it's, you know, while that relieves a little bit of the financial pressure, it becomes a little bit more of a challenge to conduct a job search when you're working. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's that side of the coin as well. But sometimes the financial pressure being what it is, you know, that's, that's kind of what people need to do in order to, you know, keep their situation the way it is. The other thing I think, and particularly in this economy, temporary agencies, those types of things, that can sometimes be a good way to relieve some of that financial pressure, Okay, but not lock yourself into a position where it then becomes difficult for you to pursue those opportunities. So that's another avenue that people can take. But sometimes whatever pressure there is, is going to 
play a huge role in making a determination as to whether you might take a job that's maybe not your ideal job or whether you have that time um, and the luxury to continue to look. Well, I think definitely a couple of good pieces of advice in there for, uh, for people listening who might be in that position. Much like a lot of other things, sounds like it, it ends up being time versus money becomes the uh, decision for you. So Absolutely. Absolutely. To each their own in that one. Uh, well, we definitely appreciate the conversation. I think it's something that's always important to uh, sort of revisit with our listeners. We always like to give our guests the last word of advice or, or information uh, just about this conversation and give the listeners something to take away from the show. Uh, if you could, in 30 seconds, say, what would be a final message you'd want to offer up for those in the job search mode and also maybe needing to change their perspective? Well, you know, in terms of the job search mode, I think, you know, the big thing is to be positive and to be persistent, but also to have a plan, to develop a strategy, develop a plan that'll help you get you through. It's going to be a little bit different in each situation, but having a plan and being able to sort of work that plan um, is generally what ultimately will lead you to be successful, kind of like anything else in life that, uh, you know, if you set a goal and work towards it, that's what ultimately usually leads you to success. There you go. A good way to finish out this episode of Job Search Guide. And again, we've been looking at maybe changing up your job search perspective a little bit. Our guest today has been Warren White. He's an experienced HR and career strategy professional. Warren, thanks again for coming on and bringing us your insights. My pleasure, Tim. Thank you for having me. And you can actually find more of Warren's thoughts uh, at his blog at humanushr.me. That's H-U-M-A-N-U-S-H-R dot M-E. And of course, we always want to hear from you, the listeners as well. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you do have any comments or questions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.